1: Star Wars fans to the 57th episode of Frontlines the Clone Wars podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Assassin and as you all know Mike is still gone leaving me hanging and it's going to take two people this time to make up for Mike guys and and I got two guests joining me today to help out with the with the uh, round table here. First off uh, you all know JC's been on the for, on the show before. JC how you doing man? I'm doing all right. That's good, good. And we also have the uh, first time for Jason on the podcast, but uh, you all probably just heard him, obviously, on, on the front here. He's He did our intro, and uh, we finally got a chance to get him on the podcast. Jason, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on. Very excited. And, you know, I asked you earlier about uh, how you did that, and basically you just said, hey, I got some... Uh, some sounds off the internet and some new recording software. And it's the first time I ever did it. Well, it first time worked pretty good because we only <laughs> asked for a couple of changes and you, and you nailed it. So uh, now we actually get to thank you in person. Oh, thank you for that. the
0: opportunity. It was, it was awesome.
1: Yeah, it was good. So, <laughs> yeah, part definitely. Of the good. Good yeah, definitely. So let's uh, let's head in right into the news, guys. And, of course, everybody is going to know what, what's, uh, what we're going to talk about here
2: get ready. We this is it. How do I get yes. uh, Right. I thought you might say that. What are you talking about? Well, everybody thank me at once.
3: That doesn't sound too hard. So
2: what I told is true from 30.2. Everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this came out a few days ago from iesb.net and of course it's the new Star Wars trilogy coming? And that's the big question. And, you know, we get these these type of uh, posts on the Internet once in a while, and and most of the time they're shot down fairly easily. Um, But this was an interesting one, guys, and and I'll just read a little bit here. It says, ISBN.net reports that a new Star Wars trilogy is in the works based on an inside source who may stand behind 100%. The report goes on to state that these will not be prequels to the already existing films but sequels which will be released after the sixth film saga has been released in 3D starting in 2012. And, of course, Lucasfilm is obviously going to come out and say, hey, no, it's, everything's completely false. But when they don't want something to be known, obviously any source is going to say, no, it's not true. So I want to get you guys' take on this kind of real quick if you have any thoughts on this. And the first thing I wanted to point out that before I get your, your takes, guys, is There's some things that are different, sort of different, about this sort of post. And the first thing is that the scoops specific to ISBN, uh, to the Star Wars universe, include the first announcement of the PG-13 rating for Star Wars uh, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, They were the first to come out with the live-action Star Wars series and the Clone Wars animary Series. So they have sort of these, uh, a couple of, of scoops that they were right on. Now, whether they're right on this one, who knows? But it's just going to show that, you know, possibly this is not the, the typical fodder you get from, hey, new Star Wars is coming out. So, uh, Jason, we'll start with you. you. I know you had a couple of comments you wanted to make about this. I mean, is this something you're excited about? Is this good, bad? What do you think?
0: I, I'm i not sure I trust it, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, if it's Star Wars coming out, new stuff is always going to be awesome. However... Yeah. I preface that by saying I've seen so many of these online rumors before, yeah, definitely. Um, even some that have sort of "quote unquote" uh, storyline uh, uh, previews or whatever. Right. And uh, I've just seen so many of them. I it's I'm gonna need to see proof before I actually give this any real credibility.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's the big thing right there. Is this, yeah. is where's the proof, JC? What do what do you think about this?
4: Um. I feel that if you were in the room at Celebration three, you got to hear the TV show and the Clone Wars thing, so yeah. the source of could have been a dude in the audience,
2: right? And, yeah.
4: Uh, <laughs> so by saying it's like, oh, well, we you know scoop this and that, so this has to be true. It, it kind of makes it a little you know skeptical in my views, but I'm also of course I'm going to be excited and any new stuff comes out, so.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's hard not to get excited when you see posts like this. And, and like you said, well, you both kind of said, you know, you kind of have to take these with a grain of salt most of the time. But once in a while, you get these, these ones that are, you're like, well, there's, they do have some points here. Another point that was made is that uh, IESB uh, has been told fans can expect a new trilogy after the entire saga is released in 3D, which is expected to be completed around, you know, like we heard 2015 or 16 or whatever. But the interesting thing is, much like the prequels did for, or the, the the special editions did for the prequels, how that kind of sort of financed the prequels. What they're saying on the internet now is that the 3D releases will go to finance a new trilogy, and that's and that's as well as the Blu-ray and, and, and stuff like that. So uh, that's an interesting, another interesting point that that is put out there, and you can kind of go well. I, that yeah. sort of makes sense too, you know. It, <laughs> yeah. it kind of leaves a little bit of a credence to it, but again, we just could be this could be just another writer reading deep into something. Yeah. So, you know, right. and, and again, Lucas, they're also saying that he's motivated by the success of the Clone Wars um, and the video games and, and whatnot. So. You know, we're still waiting for the live-action series, so I don't know how the, we haven't even got that yet, and we're already right. talking about a trilogy, so a new trilogy. So I mean, like you guys, are like, hey, that's awesome, new Star Wars. Who can't be excited about that? But, but uh, you know, we're, we're like, like, like me. You know, it's just kind of keep it, you know, can't keep it bottled a little bit. Well not to get too excited until you actually hear an official word from Lucasfilm, like they've yeah. already said, hey, no, there's nothing coming out, but. I don't know. We'll see. You know, I think well, George is finally. I think George Lucas has finally realized that, you know, Star Wars is his thing. Why go away from it? You know, and if you if he enjoys doing it, keep doing it, man. If you want to do another trilogy, go for it. You know, you were gonna say something though. I think JC.
4: Yeah. Well, I'm starting to think about it when Mike and I were at T five during the George Lucas thing. Right. Uh-huh. Like, some of us. We're sitting there and we started getting the vibe the the way he was talking mm-hmm. about certain things that implied that he wasn't done, you know, yeah. making movies yet. Okay. You know, like we got mm-hmm. that vibe and we were literally sitting there thinking, like, dude, is he gonna announce he's making more movies right now? Like, is that gonna be a big announcement? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, and Mike and I and Steve, Big Honk and Steve talked yeah. about it afterwards, They're like you know how crazy would it have been because we all talking, were talking like yeah it definitely got that vibe a little bit but you know i guess you know you got to play it close to the chest for right now because it's yeah it's a ways off before anything's right. going to be concrete that is a ways off too
1: so i mean yeah. do, you, do you leave any credence to that and what they're saying here jason about you know you know having the 3ds kind of bankroll a new trilogy does that make sense to you though
0: well, if anything, uh, especially considering some of the comments that I heard uh, made over C five, was maybe this will be able to finance the live action series. That's right.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. And at that, at this point, it seems like that's more what he wants to do first. If anything else, um, since he's already it's already out there, and I would say he probably would want to try and get the live action series going before he would think about yeah. making more movies. So yeah,
1: that's that's a good point too because. You know, we heard a couple of weeks ago that you know he mentioned it was going to be like $50 million per episode or some crazy number like that. So um, personally, I would like to see the live-action series because it's in a time frame of the Star Wars era where you know between three and four, supposedly. Uh, and that's kind right. of the area that I'm really excited to, to learn about because we don't know too much about it. So yeah. I would like to see uh, the live-action series first and then... But, oh, yeah, uh, you know, we'll see what happens, though. But uh, interesting, though, interesting stuff about new Star Wars trilogy. So, that's, you can find that on IESB.com, but it's pretty much everywhere by now. So, uh, go check it out. Other news, though, continuing on with Lucasfilm here Steve Sansweet is actually leaving Lucasfilm in about six months. And, uh, of course, we all know Steve Sandsweet is the head of Lucasfilm fan relations, uh, big time collector. We all know that. And,. Uh, for whatever reason uh, he's got his reasons uh he's gonna step down and take off from uh, lucasfilm and I, don't, I obviously he's probably not gonna leave star wars i think he's just gonna leave he's pretty much got a full-time job right now working at lucasfilm and i think uh just like anybody sometimes it's, sometimes it's just time for a change and uh, right and he wants to go but uh, this guy is i would say kind of bridges the gap between George Lucas and fans in general or fandom in general at a time where uh, you know we didn't have the internet like we do now and a lot of the content it was just like a magazine and, and this guy is the guy who kind of got us through some of the, the slower times and brought along a lot of stuff to fandom and uh, a couple of notes about him is um, I was reading a couple things here uh, he turned his love into Star Wars saga into a second career acting as a Lucasfilm's liaison to fans worldwide and their liaison to the company. Uh, he has, you know, he's done presentations all over the world for Star Wars. Uh, we all know about this massive collection he has, a uh, 5,000-square-foot private museum uh, in Sonoma, California, and uh, called Rancho Obi-Wan. Um, and he's authored 16 books, 14 of them have been about Star Wars. So this guy's been heavily entrenched in Star Wars for a long time and it's kinda of sad to see him go. I know he was a kind of a fan favorite uh, among fans. So yeah. would you guys have any anything to say about uh, Steve Sansweet and what uh, have you guys did you guys actually get a chance to meet him
4: or Jason you down in a... I got to meet him at the uh, the five oh first bash. Oh okay, and okay. Definitely a so, cool guy. You know, yeah. like um, a lot of the people in my garrison know him. Because they've been doing the Lucasfilm stuff for a long time, yeah. And so, like hearing stories about him, and then hearing that he was leaving, I was like, "Oh man, I wish I got to know him better." You know, but he's gonna be around. Like he'll be at Celebration. Yeah, you know? I think so.
1: I, he's just not gonna
4: and be. He's not gonna stop collecting. You know? No, like, obviously <laughs> not. He was collecting before collecting was cool. You know, like yeah, he was doing it before it was profitable, and he was doing it because of the love for the you know for the saga.
1: Right, right, and he's got pretty much everything. I mean, if, if th- he's basically the king of collecting, so yeah, uh, he's got stuff that nobody else has. Uh, especially, you know, down in that Rancho one. Um, I
0: would love to just go and get, just see that someday. That would be awesome. Oh yeah, I would yeah. get lost in that. Yeah, I would totally to enjoy every second of it.
4: Yeah, go ahead, Jason. Yeah, I want to go to that arcade wing he's got in there with every, you know. Oh arc- man. Yeah. Star Wars game that's never come out. That yeah, would
1: be awesome. yeah, yeah. JC, you said it right there. I mean, I, he could have. He could, you know, on the weekends. Hey, come and tour the, tour my branch of Obi Wan for a couple bucks. I mean, geez. I mean, you have people coming down to, just to see that, just to see the largest collection of Star Wars memor, memorabilia uh, around. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of kind of sad. But you know, like like JC said, he'll be around, and I think he's just taking a break because. You know, he did, he's pretty much in charge of the celebrations, if I'm if I'm correct, so there's a big job in that, and and, and being the head of fan relations, it, I don't know, it's, it just seems like a lot of work, and of course, it's gotta be fun work, I'm sure anybody would do it, you get to work for, you know, in Star Wars every day, who wouldn't love that, but uh, yeah. I think he's got other stuff he wants to accomplish in his life, and uh, you know, I'm sure we'll find out more, I, I think he's supposed to appear on the Force cast one of these days, and kind of kind of break it down, so I'm sure we'll, we'll get a full story of what's going on, but uh, that's kind of the big news going on. So I guess we'll head on over and talk a couple things collecting. And the first thing, um, uh, Jason, are you into the action figures and the vehicles at all?
0: Um, Primarily action figures. I, I collect okay, the, cool. the three and three quarter figures.
1: Okay, cool. And Jason, you're into a, the three and three quarter stuff too, right?
2: I
4: get... Not really, sorry? cool stuff, you know, stuff yeah. that's really cool. Like, I just found, uh, of uh, not verse, but, like, the Rookies Echo kicking around, and uh-huh. I decided I going to do my clone as Echo, so I was like, all right, I'll pick that up since I'm going to do him. So,
1: yeah, I was going to say, you probably don't have the money for collecting because it goes into the costuming, but, uh. Yeah, like, every time I
4: pick a character, <laughs> I have to get the action figure. Like, I yeah. went and scrounged around for, um, episode two owen lars figure and those are hard to come by
2: yeah right right
4: right well
1: speaking of three and three quarter inch and you know we got the rise of the boba fett ultimate battle pack is going to be on sale starting halloween uh those looking to pick up the clone wars rise of boba fett ultimate battle pack might want to hold out for one more week uh looks like star wars is going to be doing a promotion uh, $79, $79.99, so you're saving 20 to $30 depending on uh, where you're at. But that's a heck of a price for uh, this pack where you get the vehicle, you get five figures, actually two vehicles, uh, five figures. So really good deal. And, Sto- and Toys R Us and Target have been kind of battling back and forth the last few weeks, you know, matching each other's prices sort of on the three and three-quarter inch, uh, putting on some sale items like here we are today, and they also have some other stuff going on. Uh, ToysRus.com. Mighty Mugs are two ninety-eight. Saga Legends are six seventy-three. The ATAT is ninety-nine dollars with free shipping. So if you're into the online stuff, uh, you can find some really good deals over at uh, ToysRus.com. But uh Jason, what's the last three and three-quarter inch you picked up? Is it was it led? Was it the vintage stuff or was it Clone Wars related?
0: Uh Clone Wars. I. I... I like the the Clone Wars stuff right now. Uh, I think okay. the last one I picked up was Ki-Adi-Mundi, so it's actually a okay. pretty cool looking figure. Now, the do only you? Thing is... Go ahead, go ahead. The only thing is that his uh, his hands are a different color than his head, but <laughs> <Really>? yeah, <laughs> I think they were designed for another action figure, and then they realized, oh wait, we forgot to cast hands for Ki-Adi-Mundi, and
1: whoa. <laughs> are you a carded figure or do you open them up?
0: I open them up. I have a shelf um, okay. where I display some of my figures. I have, at the moment, I have all of my Clone Wars figures displayed in various action poses. Poses, okay, yeah, so.
1: yeah. I'm trying to. I mean, you you probably heard before on the show. I'm trying to get all these vintage, and I I keep everything on card. But like I said last week, man, it's hard when you get some of these some of these figures that look really good. They have the soft goods, and it's like, wow, I love to open this thing and just start, you know, my. I have like a Star Wars wall in my house as well, and I have my sideshow stuff up and my, my force effect savers. It would be kind of cool to have a little 3 and 3 quarter inch line, but I don't know. Uh, we'll see how, maybe we'll get some of these sales coming down. I can get a, a couple more. But uh, the next item is something that you two guys can can really uh, talk about here. We This is the uh, release date for the Clone Wars Season 2 DVD uh, and the Blu-ray, and... The Force Unleashed 2. So let's start with JC. I know you picked this up last night. Uh, Anybody can see your Facebook. Uh, You were out there, Midnight Madness, in costume. You came home, you got a chance to play it. Now, before you say anything, it was a little disheartening today. I was looking around the internet, and there's been a little bit of negativity going around about this uh, this game. The reviews haven't been as positive as I thought they would. So I wanted to get your take. You've played it for a few hours now, you said, right? Yeah. I'm going to kind of get your overall first impression on this second uh, Force Unleashed. What do, you, what do you think? What's going on with this game?
4: Well, I think people really need to give it a chance. And, it's like, you honestly do get a lot of Force powers right up front because mm-hmm. you're, essentially the clone again. You're Stark you're mm-hmm. again. And I don't want to, like, ruin it for everybody else out there. But, like, this is one of those few times where I was actually excited for a game to come out. Like, I turned off all the lights, I put it in, yeah. and I watched for the opening crawl, and I got that tingle like you're going into watching a Star Wars movie. You know, right, like, right. you're watching that opening cutscenes and stuff like that, and you're like, oh, wow, what's going on? And then <laughs> you start playing through the game, and it's. I found there was, like, some parts that are glitchy, but mm-hmm. I love the game already. You know, it's like. I, They could, you know, the game could freeze for, like, five minutes. and I'd still be happy playing this game. Okay. (laughs) Then again, I love, you know, pretty much anything Star Wars. So it's, like, I'm exploring. And, like, for the first whole level, I completely forgot about, you know, looking around for holocrons and (laughs) this and that. So I was just, like, blowing right through it instead of taking my time and exploring the different environments. And so when I get a chance, I'm going to go back through the different levels and try to get everything.
1: So... You know, like I said, there's been a couple of negative things, but I, I'm like you, I, my first time I'm going to play this game, I haven't picked it up yet. I'll pick it up this week. Uh, it's going to be, like you said, you know, I'm to put the big screen up, get the surround sound going, because this thing is kind of like a, you know, it's like the that last thing. one. It's, you know, kind of got movie-esque points to it, you know. So that's kind of exciting to see. But how is the – as far as the gameplay uh, – do you notice any difference? I mean, is it is it better? Is it worse? Uh, you said you get force powers a little a little stronger or starting out this yeah, time,
4: like right off the bat. Yeah, um, it, it's
1: not as glitchy as the last one
4: was, or or is it? Like kinda... the only thing that I found was I walked up to this droid thing, and basically for the first you know level, it kind of pops up with tutorials as you're going through, so you can learn the different things to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And oh, okay. Uh, okay. It pops up with a tutorial, and then it, like, kind of stops. It's like, you know, hold down this button to do this, and it won't let you do it until it loads properly. And that was the only thing that I've seen wrong with it so far. But hmm. it's it's smooth. The, the action, you know, like the, the lightsaber slashes, it's really fast. Okay. You know, it's it just, like, you've got a lot of action going on.
2: Yeah. Right, now, yeah.
4: It's t- kind of hard to try to keep track of his actual movements when he's doing lightsaber slashes. Because it's stuff like that where like a cool slow-mo scene would be kind of cool. Yeah,
2: I right. after,
4: But there, you can grapple with any opponent, and you can pretty much destroy stuff instantly. You know, oh, like, nice. you got a TIE fighter, you can just crush it and stuff like that, which is kind of cool.
2: Right, yeah.
4: And uh, another thing, you can change your lightsaber blades pretty much right off the bat, because like, one of the first things you find is a, is a different lightsaber. Um, crystal, okay. mm-hmm. so you can have multiple crystals. So, like, you can have a blue one and a green one going at the same time. You don't have to have two blue or two red or whatever. So, I'm trying to find um, a single blue one and a single red one so I can have purple rain like Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah like yeah. that's a, that's all I want to find is you know, I've got a single blue one. I just need to find a single red one so I can have the purple rain. <laughs> oh man, well. So how far you're? You said you're just at the first level at this point. I, I'm currently on Kato uh, Nemiodia. Nemiodia? Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay.
4: So, cool. Okay. I don't so, know. So bad. It's cool. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe those reviews were coming from just general fans, not
4: maybe fans. People build it up too much. Just enjoy. It.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, on that this weekend, and hopefully, I'll pick it up in the next couple of days.
2: So.
4: I'm definitely what? glad I picked up the, uh, the special edition. Oh, okay. It's yeah. It's steel case, so it matches my steel case of the Ultimate Sith edition. And it's got a little Mimo bot, which, you know, it's a Mimo bot. Yeah, right. right. And uh, I actually just finished downloading the free content, so I'm going to go play through that after this. So, yeah. yeah. And stuff. of course, I got it at GameStop, so I got the Mall Killer skin that I have to download as well. So can... Oh, that's right, right. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's I'm going to pick it up too. Yeah. Oh, cool.
4: Yeah. Good uh, stuff. Good stuff.
1: Well, that's good. Um, and then also, we got the uh, DVD and Blu ray for season two. And Jason, I know you said you picked this up and you got a chance to go through the uh, special features, I think you said, or was it? Uh... Uh, yeah,
0: the, the featurettes. Um, featurettes, okay.
1: This now, one what... is. Go ahead, go Instead
0: ahead. of having uh, a featurette for every single episode like they did with the first DVD, yeah, uh, this one has a larger, more in-depth episode uh, featurette um, targeting like different story arcs. Like they have one for okay. uh, the Holocron trilogy, they have one for Geonosis, they have one for Mandalore, and then they have one for uh, the Zillow Beast. Oh, okay. Um, and those are pretty cool uh they're roughly between uh around 12 to 16 minutes long each so um are they with pretty... Dave
1: Filoni or are they
0: just yeah everybody... Dave, Dave Filoni okay and um a lot of the design team and the mm-hmm. people that you saw last season um a lot of them come back and then there's some new people um I can't remember their names off the top of my head but uh yeah. It was pretty cool. He he went into some explanation of how uh, Dave did about how he talked with George about the Mandalorians, okay. which is kind of cool. So yeah. if you whenever you get that, definitely see watch the Mandalorian uh, oh, okay. featurette. Yeah. It, because uh, it'll probably pacify a lot of the uproar that's out there. So
1: yeah, definitely, and and that's a good point because that was a big episode arc with. A lot of people weren't were, weren't too happy with that, but uh, you know I, I'm not like huge in the EU, so that that story arc never really bothered me too much. But like you said, uh, check out this little featurette. I guess it'll kind of clear the air maybe just a little bit. So that's good. Um, did you get the Blu-ray or the DVD?
0: Uh, the, I got the DVD. Um, okay. I don't have a Blu-ray player, unfortunately. I wish that'd I did. Be,
1: yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, it, it came with uh, is it four discs?
0: Yes, four discs plus uh, the like a sixty-page design booklet, like like last season's DVD. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Except this one isn't like anchored inside the uh, the case. It it's in a sleeve, and so you can take it out and look at it. So you don't have to just open up the DVD case to look at the the booklet. So. Mm,
1: okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, does it have the the art in it as well? So you can yes. see some of the. Yeah. I don't know. Does it have it's, have you looked in the back yet to see if there's any season three uh surprises or anything like that?
0: I did not. nothing um, yet. I okay. wasn't I wasn't oh. looking very closely. There there might be, but I wasn't looking very closely.
4: Okay. There's a little cool thing with uh the Nautilin in the back, like a postcard from
3: Beacon. Oh
0: yeah, oh, okay. that was that was actually um designed as a hologram advertisement and I think you can see it um like on Coruscant in holocon heist so oh,
2: okay yeah yeah
0: remember seeing something about that so. got right. an 800 number on it i should call it <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah
2: see what, what happens it? you get oh, lucas you know five, five,
1: five. come on yeah yeah that's <laughs> the number to george lucas himself so give, yeah. it a, give it a shot five 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 well that's cool so there it is guys uh season two Blu-ray and Jason's already got his hands wet as far as getting into it. Have you seen any of the episodes yet or? Uh,
0: really no, a chance? Just... no, I haven't got a chance yet today, but, um is, there, to...
1: is there any extra footage in the, um, uh, the episodes? I'm trying to remember. I know season one had extra footage in it. There, you
0: know? Probably, probably. I haven't, I haven't watched got them, so I don't know for sure, yeah, but okay. probably.
2: Yeah. Okay,
1: cool. All right. So that's, what's going on. Uh, Last few days as far as uh, Star Wars and collecting and some news. Uh, some big stuff, though. Uh, big stuff going around. So, But I think now it's time to dig into the recap for Assassin. You guys ready to go? Ready. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Here's where the fun begins. I thought you might say that. If a
2: sea will become a great gentleman. Jedi... Jedi be... Skywalker.
1: I've missed
3: you.
2: Uh, right.
3: I'm Ahsoka Tani. Destroy them both. You're both right. right. Let's make this a bit more interesting. For
2: 800 years have I traded... Jedi this gone. Hey, Ain't coming! Blaster!
1: No! <laughs> All right, then. Let's start it off with Assassin and... After completing several missions in the Clone Wars, Anakin Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano return to the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. The members of the Jedi Council commend Ahsoka for her progress. And they give Anakin a new mission on Bailiff. But Ahsoka is not to accompany him. And guys, before we continue, uh, JC, um, the first thing right here is it was good to see like the gang back again, you know? We get to see Pokun. Yeah. Yoda, Obi-Wan, Anakin's there, and at first you're thinking, wow, we get to, you know, everybody's back in the episode again. Of course, we only see him for a few seconds there, but oh, uh, yep. I was like, yeah. oh, man, it's kind of cool to see uh, the old old gang back again, you know, even pull
4: up. Couple- hey, uh, Eli Cox there, too, over in the corner. Did you spot him over there? I, I, think, I, th- I think I did. Yeah, you he might have been. I haven't yeah. looked closely.
1: Yeah, I've watched it a couple times, but that's, a, you know, hey, you're always sticking things, you know, in the background. Sometimes you miss it. Even I miss it. Um, uh, go ahead. I just want to mention that but before you before you continue to, uh, J.C. But go ahead. Go ahead. All
4: right. Anakin prepares to leave for bailiff, and Ahsoka is not happy about being left behind. She leaves that, she feels that she learns more on the battlefield than she does at the temple, but Anakin insists that she stay and clear studies. He board the transfer ship and leaves the planet.
0: Later on, Ahsoka begins to have frightening visions concerning Bounty Hunter Aura Singh. She seeks advice from Master Yoda on how to interpret her troubling dreams. Ahsoka believed Aura Singh to be dead, but her visions suggest that the Bounty Hunter is alive and preparing to kill someone close to her. Yoda believes the Force is showing Ahsoka's visions of the future, and he tells her to meditate in order to see things more clearly.
1: So guys, uh, here we go with, you know, we've got a taste of this last season where we find out that Ahsoka is gonna start having these Force visions. And uh, we get the first of many dreams from Ahsoka. I mean, she has like, I don't know, five or six in this in this episode, but the first one, it's kind of reminiscent of, of Anakin Skywalker in, in episode two, the same kind of, uh, as far as, you know, the vision is really quick it's kind of like something's going on and she can't yet place it. And as we go later on through the episode, it's kind of like a puzzle, you know, and it starts getting pieced together. And so it's kind of cool, you know, someone at her age being able to have these force visions, you know, she's only, a, you know, I guess, a teenager. Apparently. Yeah. And to her to have these kind of uh, force abilities like she's got right now, I mean, she's able to force, push, and pull people, uh, mind control, she's... You know, gotten the hang of uh, force visions she's getting now. So, man, she's really starting to to step up her game as far as the uh, as far as her powers are concerned. Uh, what'd you guys think of this first few uh, uh, JC first few moments of the uh, this episode?
4: Uh, I liked the lighting in the in the first couple of shots that we saw with
2: uh yeah y- okay.
4: in the uh, the meditation room, like because you get the flats and the lights coming through to just the right angles and like they the light in the shadow plays very well when he's trying to you know convey to her how he she should feel and how she should meditate on these sorts of things right right so, I was just struck by the, the lighting in throughout the whole episode you know like right off the bat yeah
1: definitely Jason you know it's funny too uh, Soka basically Yoda says hey now you're seeing the true power of the force you know, mm-hmm. and we actually get to hear the familiar music. And here's the first instance where we get some OT music. Yeah. In the Clone Wars, and I just love hearing that. You know, we get to. I think it's yes. Leia's theme. Is that yeah.
0: right? Yeah. that's that's uh oh. later on when they're landing on on Alderaan. But yeah. they also had uh, a bit of a Yoda's theme in this first. Oh, uh, that's what I'm thinking of. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, I knew it was both, but go ahead, go ahead. Which is, <laughs> which is fitting, I guess, but it was really cool to not only hear that, but also go back to a, a location that we had seen in the movies. Um,
2: yeah, and, yeah.
0: And see that brought back into the clone wars. Cause um, a lot of our, our places that we see are, are completely new places, but to go back and revisit a location in the movies um, was, was pretty cool.
1: Yeah. And you um, know, what's funny about Alderaan too, is uh, it's, it's uh, almost like it's earth, you know, it, it we see it from the uh we see it from a space shot and it kind of has the the blue and the whites like earth does and the as far as the the geography of, of the planet it's it's uh it's got the the hills and the it's like like jason said it's just like a beautiful shot and we get to it later where you can actually see a, a good shot of the mountains it's kind of a mountainous type almost reminded me kind of like uh lord of the rings uh, uh yeah Sections yep. of it, like in New Zealand, it's just those big, you know, hills, and you know, it's, it's just yep. really cool. So, but yeah, anyway, we'll continue here. While studying the archives in the Jedi Library, Ahsoka dozes off and has another vision, suggesting that Singh's intended target is Senator Padmé Amidala. Ahsoka travels to Padmé's apartment to warn her of the danger. Padmé is preparing to leave for an important conference on Alderaan. But she assures Ahsoka that she will take uh, safety precautions. And we get Ahsoka's second vision here. And she sees Aura uh, like getting into a, like some kind of a contract. You know, She's talking to somebody. And the first time I watched this guys, I didn't even recognize uh, who she was talking to. But when you watch it again, when, once you've seen the episode and you know who it is, you go mm-hmm. back and you watch it, you, oh, you can actually see it right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and she, uh, we'll find out in a minute who she's talking to. So, like I said earlier, Soak is starting to, to put this puzzle piece together. And, you know, the visions are starting to kind of connect here and they, and they continue to do that. But
0: uh, I, I had ahead, ahead. one comment I wanted to make. Um, in this scene, uh, I, I saw something that was really cool they've, what they've done with the, the editing. Um, mm-hmm. They're doing a really good job with like reaction shots of other characters that, that aren't exactly involved with the conversation, right, uh, yeah. when Ahsoka comes in and tells Padme, uh, I think you're in danger, they have a quick shot um, to Captain Typho's reaction, and they, they keep slipping those in. Oh, yeah. The, yeah,
4: The facial reaction.
0: Yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it's really cool, because it, it gives you a whole sense that everybody in the room is knowing what's going on, is reacting to what's going on, and it just sort of gives a whole all-encompassing uh, effect, which, which is really nice to see, because um, I've oh, seen yeah. movies yeah. where people in the background just sort of stand there and don't, you know, look like they're even paying attention to what's going on. Yes. So
2: yes, uh-huh.
1: that's one of the, of the things that I comment a lot, and, and what I love about the show is is some of the background stuff they do. They're, they're so their attention to detail on the background stuff. You're like, you know, what other animated show? goes to the lengths that these guys go to to, to like you said um, Typho you know turning his head or a facial expression people in the background maybe talking to each other just little things like that and it is and it is little things like that that make the show that much better than, than your standard uh, animated series but uh, but good point though Jason that's that's a good pick up there um, you know we forgot to mention too is uh, we get we get uh, R.S. Singh Obviously, she made it out of, uh, out of last season, you know?
2: Yeah. And
1: this, is, this whole uh, timeline thing is so goofy right now. We're going to get into that uh, maybe when we finish this episode. We'll talk about that for a second, and we'll get into what's going on in this, in this, in this episode here. But uh, uh, go ahead, JC. Uh, you can con-
4: continue. Back at the temple, Ahsoka meditates in her personal quarters and has a vision of Aura Singh assassinating Senator Amidala. She consults Master Yoda again and informs him of what she has seen. Yoda leaves it up to her as to what actions to take. But he warns Ahsoka to be mindful that the future is always in motion. I think I have to comment Yeah, definitely. is ahead. that uh I, is this the first time that we get to see the uh, the Jedi or Padawan's bedrooms at the uh, temple? Yes. <laughs> I think yes, so. I believe so. It's very Spartan, you know, it's like they don't even have a bed frame. It's just like a mat on the floor. <laughs>
1: yeah, hey, no, no possessions. So they can't have any, like, Ikea furniture or anything in there. You know, this is all just straight. <laughs> here's your mattress. You're good to go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good point. But, but since, you, since you brought up this point, there is a, that scene is also reminiscent of uh, Yoda and Anakin talking in Episode 3. Mm-hmm. uh almost it looked like i was almost the same room i don't know if it i i'm assuming it was some total yeah same room maybe it's yoda's room or something like that
0: uh i think it is
1: yeah yeah so that was kind of cool and like you said earlier about the lighting you know it, it almost matched it seemed like matched. episode three is kind of dark you know a little bit of light coming through so just you know again the attention to de- uh, detail and the stuff is, is awesome but um
0: As Padme prepares to leave Coruscant with her guards, Ahsoka approaches her and begs the Senator to let her come along for additional security. Padme agrees, and they board her starship and depart for Alderaan.
3: Senator! Ahsoka, what is it? I can't just stay behind knowing about the threat to your life. Allow me to come with you, please. Well, I suppose it couldn't hurt. Besides, I enjoy your company. Of course, you can join me as extra security. Thank you, Padme.
1: And guys, uh, before we before we go on, um, just uh, just before this, you know, we got Anakin, or Anakin's, Ahsoka's third vision. You know, she starts to see like a balcony and a rifle, something like that, and she sees our scene, obviously, and... After talking with Yoda, Ahsoka decides, you know, I'm going to tag along with Padme because you know these visions are—they're just bugging me. You know? I, I got to go with her. I can't just let these go. And she goes as extra security, but Padme hasn't really had any. And shes you know know—we're not at Episode Three yet, so she doesn't know anything about these visions like she's going to know later on with Anakin. Um, so, you know, this is kind of this is kind of new to her. And, yeah. You know. I don't know, like any like any other politician, sometimes, you know, they don't want hey, you know, I'll be fine, don't worry about it, I can handle it, you know. But luckily Padme or er, uh, Ahsoka kinda hey, I'm gonna need to come along, you know, it's you know, these visions, you know, I can't just let these go, so that's kinda cool. Oh continue. As Padme's ship travels through space, she and Ahsoka sit together and play a game of Dejarik. Ahsoka expresses her fears and uncertainties to the Senator. And Padme comforts her by sharing her own insecurities that she dealt with as a young queen, and what better person to to mentor Ahsoka because Padme has been through a bunch of stuff. You know, yeah. when she was a queen, I mean, she went through Episode One and Two already, so a, a lot of stuff for Padme to uh, to to kind of mentor
0: Ahsoka. So that was kind of cool. It was also really cool to to, to see them uh, playing the Jarek. I, I like yeah that. yeah. I, I never cool. I never thought of Padme as being someone to to play that. Uh, game, but I guess when you're traveling all the time on galactic business, you need something to do. <laughs> I
1: think so. Yeah, she's a pretty darn good uh, Savic player too, huh?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like I
1: said, Ahsoka kind of a, she's kind of unsure of herself. She's you know she's having these visions, and obviously she needs Anakin's help, but he's not there. So, like I said, Padme's the I guess the next best thing if you got no Jedi's to help you around. She's got a lot of experience. So
4: this little segment of her going back and forth with Padme. Remind me of the first time I was on the podcast, and I said I want to see more like you know, Ahsoka going off and doing a different mentor each week. You know, it's like, and last week she was with Duchess Satine, and this week she was with Tadme So it's it's more like the Ahsoka Adventure Hour again. (laughs) I want to see more of yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. As Ahsoka sleeps, she has another vision, which leads her to believe that Aura is on board their ship. She rushes to Padme's bedchamber and ignites her lightsaber, ready to defend the senator, but Aura is not there.
0: Padme's ship finally arrives on Alderaan, where the senator and her companions are greeted by Bail Organa. As Bail escorts his guests inside, Ahsoka has yet another vision, this time revealing where the assassination will take place. And that was going to be my, uh, my next point, is this fourth vision she has. She
1: actually sees a Padme unconscious uh, on the floor, and uh, she kind of runs to the bed, much like Anakin did in episode two. You know, kind of the, these, these stories, you know, you kind of get the same types of things going on. Yeah. And that's kind of what it reminded me of there. Uh, but uh, just wanted to mention that before we, before we continue.
4: Actually, uh, when they arrive on the, uh, the Alderaan for the first time, mm-hmm. you, got, you got the music playing for Leia's.
1: Okay, and- there we go. That's where it was. Yeah, yeah That's yes. where
4: we're supposed to talk about it.
1: That's what I want to talk <laughs> That, yeah. Well, much you know, we did hear some in the in the first part, and then we finally get to hear I, it is Leia's theme. I, I think it was confirmed by yes. Me. I, was, I was trying to think of what it was, but yeah, yes. that was that, so that awesome. It
0: was yeah. it was beautiful. I was watching that, and all of a sudden it starts playing. and I was
2: like, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: And I, uh, I'm a big fan of the music, so I listen to it all the time. So to hear something like that was was really cool. We also I, get to see another. Ot character right there
4: when they first show up. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, you talking about Mon uh, Monster? Yeah, there's another one right there too.
1: Oh great, I
4: missed another one. What I missed? Uh, Jan Dodonna's right there. She really? Oh looked. yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not realize that. Uh, I guess I'm paying way more attention than I should. I <laughs> I just like watching the episode a couple times over the weekend. Yeah, no, I usually watch. <laughs> so that I have times. my notepad in front of me. Yeah, <laughs> to talk about. Like I missed my exclamation point of Senate Commandos. Like they're all over the place in this episode. Yeah, they are, I they are my favorite character model because of the helmets from you know because they, they look very Spartan.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> you know, is this the first time that we've been on Alderaan in this series? I, I believe yes. it has. Yes. Yes, okay, yes it yeah.
4: is.
1: Yeah, and like I said, uh, this is kind of where I meant earlier. Actually, seeing... the the ship come in. You kind of get to see some of the geography. So uh, very, very cool shot there. Very cool shot. Uh, Padme and Captain Typho take Ahsoka to a grand chamber where Padme is to deliver a speech that night. Ahsoka confirms it as the location from her vision, but she doesn't know where in the room Aura will strike from.
4: Later in the day, Padme relaxes on a balcony before giving her speech. Ahsoka insists that she stay inside for safety, but Padme is not afraid. Ahsoka expresses more uncertainty of herself and the accuracy of her vision. Ah, I, I this was like that spot there where you get that great
0: vista of. Yeah. Like, okay.
4: Yeah. Is this where they're on, they're on the balcony and that, Yeah, that's right.
1: Right. Yeah,
0: definitely. That was a, a really nice shot. Um, I really enjoyed how that that whole sequence looked and the. The whole landscape beyond the balcony was just yeah. breathtaking yeah I, mean, the I want to go to vacation on alderman <laughs> i
1: know <laughs> well it kind of it kind of looked like and i don't know if this is true or not but almost like a, a wealthy type of, of of planet you know it, everything's all nice and streamlined and everything's kind of beautiful and the, the, the geography is beautiful so it, it kind of gave me the impression that it was sort of a wealthy
4: wealthy planet i don't know if it is or not but well, they so are, because, you know, they're yeah. not spending all their money on weapons, so... They, they're <laughs> going to war, yeah. here. the
0: peaceful building, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. making the That's place look That's true, yeah. That night, while Padme delivers her speech, Ahsoka stays on the lookout for Aras Singh. She senses the bounty hunter through the force hiding an event in the ceiling. Ahsoka rushes to try and stop her, and she uses the force to disrupt Aras' kill shot, although the assassin still manages to wound Padme. Ara flees the scene, and Ahsoka goes back to tend to the injured senator.
1: So, this is the first chance, you know. It's kind of somebody brought this up. I can't remember who it was, but uh, you know, the typical uh, scene where you get the uh, the senator, the president, whoever it is, making a speech, and you have the sniper up on the balcony. But uh, it was cool to see. R seen back and she's got a new look. She's got yeah. this look where she's got that thing across her like a paint scheme across her face. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. A little right, different, she had, she had a she had a dark, dark blue jumpsuit too. Yeah, so a different outfit. My guess too, is that right? was my guess is that was just all to try and blend in and be yeah. unobtrusive. Because, yeah, yeah. the light red, red jumpsuit kinda of stands out.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: I can't figure out though how how in the heck did she even get? I can understand her getting to the planet. You know, anybody can get into a planet probably, but how does she get into this this room uh, without without getting caught or anything? I, is that just a case of you know we don't have time to deal with this? Let's just put her in the room. Yeah, and like, uh,
4: she's sneaky. That's just the explanation. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, she can do, do it. Assassin and a bounty hunter.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I guess, like I said, yeah. you just kind of gloss over it. Ah, don't worry about how she got in there. She just gets in there. So, don't yeah.
0: Worry. Well, that guard <laughs> didn't seem to be very attentive either. He just seemed to be watching the speech <laughs> instead of what was going on behind him. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, anyway. Probably texting.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Those damn phones. Uh, with Padme <laughs> wounded, Ahsoka and Bail Organa try to convince her to return to Coruscant for safety. But, her, but uh, Padme is determined to finish giving her speech. Ahsoka comes up with a plan to have Padme give her speech without getting into harm's way.
3: Padme, I'm sorry. For what, Ahsoka? You did all you could. Did you find the assassin? She ran off before I could get her. She? Yes, she. I am positive now that it is Ora Singh who is out to get you. Please return to Coruscant immediately, for your own safety.
2: Padme, I agree with the Padawan. It
3: is far too dangerous for you to give your speech tonight. If someone wants me dead, they will follow me wherever I go. But you know my visions are all mixed up. What if what I saw was the attempt that just happened?
2: Padme, I'm not willing to gamble with your life.
3: Wait a minute. I think I have a way we can get around putting you in jeopardy and have you attend the conference.
1: All right, guys, and and here's Ahsoka telling Padme, you know... I don't know what part of this is you know this could have been another attempt she's not that versed in the force where she knows exactly what's going to happen at exactly the same the right time you know she's just saying hey someone's going to shoot you i don't know if they're going to they're get you i don't know if, if this was the time that i saw this could have been a different time i'm seeing a different time so she's kind of telling ahsoka that and her and typho are telling padme hey you know, I, I don't know. You might need to get out of here. This is, this is not cool. But like I said earlier, Padme is one of those senators who, who like a president or anything, no one's going to tell her what to do, and no one's going to uh, stop her from giving her speech and do, doing what she's got to do. So
4: Later on, a Betty droid disguised as Padme and surrounded by guards returns to the chamber. Padme, safe in her private quarters, gives her speech in a calmly, and her words are projected through the droid. Ahsoka expects Aura to go after the decoy, but the assassin doesn't fall for the bait. Sensing something is wrong, Ahsoka returns to Padme's quarters just in time to stop Aura from killing her. The bounty hunter attacks Ahsoka with a flurry of blaster fire. One of the shots hits Ahsoka in the arm, and as she falls to the ground pain, Padme surprises Aura by pulling out her own blaster and hitting her with a stun ring. Captain Typo and his men arrive and apprehend the assassin.
1: And what a cool uh, sequence of events here. I mean, like we saw Aura last, at the end of last season, she is no slouch. Well, first of all, we get this, this decoy, decoy droid. And I know you guys were probably like me. You knew exactly when you saw that, that there was some kind of a plan going on where that was not had me. That was pretty obvious. Oh, yeah. And that was what just is- a ploy to flush Aura out. But uh, go ahead, Jason.
0: So that cloak actually looked kind of familiar. If I remember correctly, I think that cloak was used for two, uh, right? Ventress in the in the movie.
4: In oh, the was it really? movie. I think okay. so, or at least
0: something similar. I think
4: so too, but it's supposed to be Padme's from Episode Two. But yeah, that's I think- what I thought it looked like. But but
1: but you're right though, Jason. I I can remember seeing a uh, uh, Ventress and something like that. Yeah, I don't know. It looked very familiar though. I I was thinking Episode Two, but that does that does make make sense too about. Uh, reusing ventress yeah 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 yeah. so you know obviously uh aura singh is a a pretty well-trained bounty hunter and she does not fall for the old hey this is the decoy thing she's not gonna fall for that you know (laughs) she's already went to the chamber once she obviously knows that they're not gonna you know academy's not gonna go right out and open again you know that doesn't make sense so
0: right
1: uh, ahsoka kind of her her plan kind of backfires a little bit, and she finally realizes, uh, I think it's through the Force that Aura is is onto her trick. You kind of get a brief glimpse of her kind of like make a look her, or something.
4: Her uh, Ahsoka sense of tingling.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, of course, Aura is, you know, like I said, she's well-trained, and she's not going to fall for his, Ahsoka's trap. And uh, she recognizes ah- Ahsoka, too, as well. And uh, yeah. We got a nice little fight scene here, you know. Ahsoka's able to to block some blaster bolts, but when you got Aura scene shooting double fisted at you. <laughs> you know, maybe well, Anakin or Obi Wan, but but uh, I guess uh, Ahsoka's not quite there yet.
0: Yeah. One of my notes I made was, you know, R is extremely good and if this was a one on one fight, um, we would have lost one of our main characters, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Aura, yeah, Aura is definitely uh, one that kicks butt and takes names.
1: Good action scenes, though. Uh, this one and, and the one previous to that, just before the commercial break, where where Ahsoka and Aura kind of going at it there for a second. Um, good to see some Jedi action back in the fold again, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Kind of missed that the last few episodes. So, <laughs> you know, anything, man, we'll take it. We'll take it. Uh, but uh, we'll continue here. Padme and Ahsoka return to Coruscant. They are greeted by Yoda and Anakin, and they all puzzle over who hired Aura to go after Padme. Ahsoka reaches into the forest for another vision, and she describes a mysterious character who Padme recognizes as, uh, and as describing Zero the Hut.
4: Anakin and Ahsoka pay a visit to Zero in a prison on Coruscant. Ahsoka tricks the gangster into revealing that he did indeed hire Aura to kill Padme as revenge for the senator getting him sent to prison. one.
3: I believe you have a grudge against Senator Amidala. And what makes you say something so
2: utterly ridiculous, young man?
3: It's because of Senator Amidala you're locked up in this place. The bounty hunter, Ora Singh, attempted to kill the senator. I believe you hired her for the job. I did no such thing. We have Ora Singh in custody. She told us everything. What? she told she told you what? Impossible. I should have hired someone better. Oh. You just guaranteed yourself an extra long vacation in this lovely establishment. Do you see the conditions I'm living in? That that insipid senator put me in here she deserves to die for leaving me to rock in this squalor. Well, thanks to you, Zero, and that little confession, you've just officially failed. You'll never get away with that. You have no idea what
2: I'm capable of.
1: Oh, boy, and that's how we finish up the episode. And, you know, i got to mention a few things, and I'm going to get you guys' a take on some things here. Did we find out? I, th- I thought I heard something about uh, Hondo pulling Aura saying yeah. out of the wreckage. We've got that, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what he,
4: that's what she said.
1: That's what she said. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's what happened with uh, with Aura there. So we we don't know exactly how it all went down, but we know that Hondo went over there, got Aura out to safety. And we find out it's not about politics at all. This is about revenge and Aura's employer wants revenge. I guess this came about from the Clone Wars movie. I uh, sort of, Kind of tying it to, can you guys help me out with that? Yes, yeah. yeah, yes. Because that is Krim
4: for kidnapping the hut.
1: Rode
4: it hut. whatever.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure if it was the, you know, if it was in season one or if it was
4: the movie. So. It was the movie. Okay. It was the movie.
1: And before we get on to some of this continuity stuff, um, <laughs> she, you know, we get Ahsoka here. She's kind of using a little bit of a lie, you know, a little. Reverse psychology. Yeah, you know, to get Zero. Obviously, Zero's not as smart as Jabba the Hutt. (laughs) Um, But here's my only gripe, and I thought it was a pretty good episode, but I I didn't like... I just I don't like the voice of Zero the Hutt. And it's not that I don't like... It's not that I don't like um, the voice actor, who's Corey Burton. I mean, it's a great voice. I just... It does not match the character. I think all the Hutch... That all the huts should sound like Java you know and the my big pet peeve is I want to hear Java's voice and you know put a protocol droid in and let him let him uh
4: translate translate
1: or something you know I mean, I just don't like that that goopy voice that you know for a hut being gangsters and all that to have that goopy I don't know maybe that's just the juxtaposition they want to put on that particular character big you know gangster zero the hut but he sounds like a you know, high squeaky voice or whatever. I don't know. I just, I, I, just don't like that. I, I'd rather see a big booming, guttural, uh, Hate's oh. oh. coming from him. You know, <laughs> that's, that's what I wanted to see. It, it would make the scene a little more powerful. Like he's the
0: gangster guy. You know, that's what I want to hear. I don't know. You, did the voice bother you guys at all? Does, or is that just me? Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't bother me. I, I find it rather amusing to be perfectly honest. Um, I yeah. like Zero. Yeah. I like Zero. He's. I think he's a. a an interesting character. Um, I know there's some people out there that think he's completely obnoxious on a level of Jar Jar Binks, for some, who, by the way, I like. Um, <laughs> but I, I guess the the goofy, obnoxious characters just sort of grow on me. Um, I think he's I think he's great, and I, I like the voice, to be perfectly honest. Okay.
1: Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's, they're just going totally opposite of Java, and and giving him kind of a a goofy you know, Jar Jar-esque feel to him or something like that. I don't know. But, I don't know. It kind of bugs me sometimes, just yeah. that one thing. What do you think, JC? Does it bother you or is it just me?
4: No, I I like the voice because I see Zero as a different type of gangster. Like, he's kind of a sleazy, yeah. you know, okay, running, I can see that, yeah. running, you know, whatever, Joints and stuff like that. Like, I, I could totally picture him with a big pimp pompadour hat. <laughs> I out there. You know, because he had the little headdress going on. Yeah. And he had all the jewelry and stuff like that. So he really sees himself as kind of like a pimpy guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the voice kind of goes with it. And, uh, yeah, it's just. Okay. So my, and and, plus, like, when I read the, uh, the novelization of The Clone Wars, the one that Karen Travis did. Mm-hmm. Uh it it played you got to go a little deeper into Zero's character.
1: Oh, okay. So okay. A little bit better. So that, that type of voice would kind of fit to what you've read in the EU and stuff yeah. like that.
4: Okay. But I definitely don't see the same voice doing him as, you know, Count Dooku and Cad Bane. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. A weird...
1: That guy yeah. is pretty amazing, you know. And he's one of the he's one of the voice actors that you don't really hear much of, you know. It's you got the big James Arnold Taylor and D Bradley and Tabor, but you don't hear much from Corey Burton. He's he's kind of I think he's an older guy. And he kind of just does his voices and he kind of stays out of the limelight. And I, that's kind of right. one of the questions right. I'd like to ask these guys is, um, you know, why does he not? Uh, I don't think he goes to conventions. Maybe that's just yeah yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but, but uh, you got anything? Uh, well, here here's my highlights for this episode. Of course, all we get to see it for the first time. Like I said earlier. Kind of has that earthly look to it. You know, great shots of the landscape. Beautiful looking episode, like, like all these have been. Uh, another highlight is Ahsoka. A full Ahsoka episode. Like JC, like you said, it was kind of cool. We're starting to see her grow now. Her Force visions. Uh, her progression as a Jedi. Uh, like I said earlier, visions at an early age is kind of interesting. How how kind of powerful she's starting to get. And uh, and then, again, uh, Aurra scene You know, we get to see a a, she's just a great evil. She's a great evil character, a great bad bad guy quote or bad girl in quotes. You know, just that that bad guy that you like to hate. You know, and she kind of gets. She actually gets caught this time. Uh, she's in the custody of of uh, the republic now. So, but uh, we'll find out here in a minute that apparently she's going to get jailbroken in one of these episodes. So. Uh, or
0: she could just crawl through the vents like she yeah. did she, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: JC, what you, what are your thoughts on this episode as a whole? Is this back on track as far as you're concerned? It,
4: it is. It's getting back to you know what we want in the Clone Wars. Like a lot of people complained about the first you know couple episodes.
2: Yeah, um, right.
4: About them all being prequels and being kind of slow. And I mean, this one is a you know fill in the gap prequel continuity thing.
2: Mm-hmm,
4: and, right. uh, overall, I liked it. Um, one thing I wanted to mention was the uh, the hairstyles of all the the different you know people listening to the uh, speech. That oh I yeah made. yeah mm-hmm. um, yeah I definitely saw some some Leia buns, but I oh, also know yeah. there was like some Luke haircuts and even <laughs> uh, an Ambaru haircut in there as well on one of the ladies.
0: Yeah, so there was. There was one lady that completely looked like uh, like Leia. Um, I don't know if you caught that, but she. Yeah. When they were scanning the crowd, there's one lady that that I don't know looked like an, an older version of Leia, and I thought that was kind of funny.
1: Yeah, Jan yeah, JC, uh, you must have really been paying attention to this background stuff because I'm gonna have to go uh, back and check that out.
4: Yeah, you I was were dialed like, in for this episode and it's, again. You know, it's like when I see something, I'd be like, oh, well, let's hog and take a Yeah. Okay. And yeah. yeah and definitely. The podcast and- you know, yeah. I'm really on top of
0: it this time as opposed to my last adventure.
4: <laughs> Jason, uh, what are your thoughts on
1: this episode as a whole?
0: I, I really liked it. Yeah. Um, I, I, like, uh, was ARC troopers and supply lines are like better than this, but yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. on the whole, this is, this is probably one of the, the better episodes that we've seen, uh, this season. And it definitely is a lot better than the last three. Um, right. it was a very, uh, I liked the story. I liked the fact that you know we're getting the Force uh, premonitions in there. Um, obviously, the action was, was pretty good. Mm, right, um, right. One of the little details that I, I did notice was that the uh, the cloth animation has gotten really, really good. Yes, um, yeah. It was one shot. I can't remember where exactly it was, but I was watching, and I saw uh, Bail Organa's, like overcloak, and it just seemed to move like a very heavy... Uh, very heavy cloth, and it was it was really, really kind of subtle, but cool to notice that you know they had a lot of cloth animation in yeah, these episodes right, right. Uh, The fact that they're able to do all of that now and to make it look so good is is really good on their part
1: yeah and, and, and that kind of goes to the, the animation and, and you think sometimes at least I do that. You know, season three. I mean, how much better can animation get? I mean, you know, and you can actually, you know, pick out certain things in each season, and you can see the progression of how much better the animation is getting. And just little things like you said, Jason, the, the clothing looks better. The cloth. You can kind of get a feeling of how soft something is, or, or the way somebody uh, looks. Like Jason, you said earlier, the looks they give back in the background. Um, you know the hair's moving sometimes, so just like like you said, little things like that just just make it uh, so much better and kind of in, engulf you in the episode and draw you in. So, uh, but but good points there on, on the clothing and on it. So, uh, if there's nothing else, we will head on over to uh, the mailbag. You guys ready for that?
0: Yeah. Uh, do we want to talk about the the timeline for this episode? Oh yeah, oh, way, yeah. good
1: point, man. I'm getting way ahead. Let's do that, you know, because this was a big thing, and I didn't even realize it until I read the, uh, the kind of the recap that Star Wars does. So, Jason, what what the heck is going on with this here? Uh, where are we?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it appears that this episode um, takes place after the movie. Um, it's it's – uh, as far as Zero is concerned, it's mm-hmm. – uh, and it's after – uh, the season two finale, "Lethal Trackdown," um, and the other episodes there. So, right. but "Hostage Crisis" comes after this. Um, okay. "Hostage Crisis" with uh, our introduction, introduction to Cad Bane, comes after this, um, and so somehow Aura will get out of prison before then, and they're gonna spring Zero and it looks like uh, according to the um, the episode guide on on starwars.com uh-huh. that next the next episode is going to uh be cadbane planning the breakout or kind something like red. that yeah. and yeah. then the episode after the episode after that is i uh, looks like it's titled hunt for zero which i guess is, comes right after uh, Hostage Crisis, so oh, yeah. okay. it makes like It'll its own nice. thing there. Yeah,
4: what was nice. that It'll... JC? It makes like its own trilogy with being like uh a... oh, Evil okay. and then Hostage Crisis and then Hunt for Zero will be like a trilogy after yeah. that. Because like Hostage Crisis was a standalone, and like you know the themes now are pretty much let's do trilogies.
1: Yeah, right, right. So it's like like you said, Jason. We're we're looking at. Uh, this episode uh, comes, like you said, bef- well, before Lethal Trackdown and after Hostage Crisis. Wait. No,
0: yeah. <laughs> after after Lethal Trackdown and before Hostage Crisis. Before
1: Hostage Crisis. Okay, I got it now. I got it now. Okay, yeah. That's right, because we did see in Hostage Crisis, Zero talking with uh, Cad Bane at the very end there, right? Where he's on the yeah. top of the speeder. Yeah. He's okay getting
0: sprung and order so, thing. Okay. Yeah, so okay. <laughs> our season finales have been switched in order.
2: Yeah, wow,
0: man, my I'm going cross-eyed now or something. Just crazy. I, um, I will be eagerly awaiting a chronological order book yeah. for this season for this series. Just a to series, yeah, right. Whenever the it's all done, said and done, and they determine a timeline here, I will go back and I will watch every episode in chronological order just to see how it all is supposed to look so
1: right right yeah like you said earlier this is kind of like going going inception on us or something like that this is (laughs) bouncing back and forth so so and then you said we're going to get to the preview of next week's or the next episode in in a few minutes here but the next episode is going to be um after this episode right
0: yes after okay. this episode and before hostage crisis
2: okay okay so i think i'm on board now
0: there's another slot between this another slot between this one and hostage crisis so okay
1: okay got it Got
0: it. it's a little confusing but yeah we'll make it work <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah yeah all right does that sound about right jc's you got it down i think he does yeah right? yeah good good right. awesome we're just going to watch it and love it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's head on over to uh, the mailbag and see what's going on. Over.
2: Excuse me, but might I interrupt you
3: for a moment? Metropolis Comics is a new breed of comic store. We're cleaner, brighter, we're constantly adapting, providing you with all the toys and comics you're looking for Transformers, Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh! Gundams, Final Toys, T-shirts, and comics, movie toys, World of Warcraft, G.I. Joe, and comics, comics, model supplies, statues,
4: graphic novel, which is just another way of saying comics, right across the street from Metropolis. but Hold on, wait a minute. Did you say that you don't live here? Now you don't have to. Metropolis Comics and toys is opening an online store you just jump for joy stranger things have happened for instance some people badly want to shop with us online but then they forget the website don't let this happen to you www.metropolis-comics.com www.metropolis-comics.com the secret stash online
1: uh everything's under control situation normal what
3: happened uh head flight weapons malfunction but uh everything's
4: perfectly all right now we're fine we're all fine here now thank you how are you
1: Alright, let's go with uh, The Mailbag And it is from Jared Sly this week And he's got sort of a uh, A review sort of Type of thing, he's got a new, a new book out uh, It says, hey Matt and whoever Your co-host is this week uh, In last week's episode you guys asked for some Collecting emails, so I thought I'd send One your way I recently got my hands on a copy of the Clone Wars Character Encyclopedia I really enjoyed this book And recommend it to any Clone Wars fan it gives you a detailed image, as well as a profile. It covers every character from season one and two, as well as the film, including basics like Anakin, Dooku, and Cam Bane, as well as background characters like Amit Nolof, Peppy Bo, and Matthew Doon. Names don't ring a bell? Well, this book will tell you all about them. All in all, I like this book. I know, I know, I sound like a commercial. Keep up with the great shows, and that is from Jared. And he says, uh, P.S., who else thought the shock collar they put on Satine was uh, ridiculous? Well, let's let's start with the shock collar thing. Uh, Last episode, guys, we saw Satine and uh, some kind of a shock collar type thing. Uh, Something that I used to use on my dog when I was training him was a shock collar, but not as powerful as this one was. (laughs) This one was a little crazy. Uh, I don't know. It was one of those Star Wars things. you know. It's a tortured type of device uh i didn't really have too much of an issue with it uh what'd you guys think of uh last weekend uh Satine being sort of uh tortured with a with a uh choke call here what'd you think of that it was no big deal for you guys uh, go
0: ahead jason no not really i yeah. mean uh it was it was just there it's another it's star wars you know yeah. they yeah. i guess you know in order to save money on cell bars or whatever you just put the shock collar on them and if they stray too far away from their little spot they're supposed to be in it shocks them and they go back you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like an electric fence for a dog or something
1: yeah that's exactly what it is <laughs> Yeah. you want them to do something they're gonna stay there you're not gonna you don't want to get shocked there so uh yeah.
4: what'd you think of that jc
2: uh do
1: it just time? shows
4: more imprisonment elements yeah, yeah. Uh, you know like they've got in the various books there's stun cuffs and then in the movies there's the binders and then they have electro binders and yeah very different you know yeah to keep prisoners in line so it's like they you know they're just showing us another way that they do it
2: yeah definitely definitely.
4: another piece of Star Wars tech
1: yeah yeah
4: somewhere
1: gotta love that and he's also talking about the Clone Wars character encyclopedia and I've not had a chance to take a look at this but for clone wars fans this looks like a pretty cool book and you get some interesting facts on some characters that uh like he says in his email here you might not really know too much about and uh it's actually a relatively inexpensive book it's only uh i think it's 10 bucks on amazon so uh oh, really it's really cheap uh it's targeted more towards the the youth you know 9 12 to 14 15 range but uh if you're into Clone Wars, you, you'll probably like this. It's got some good reviews on Amazon. Uh, so it's got, like, the, the a picture of uh, a, uh, a character. And uh, each character gets, like, their own page. And it's got a picture of the character with a little bio and maybe a little tidbit of information about him. So uh, for those of you out there that uh, have thought about this book, uh, Jared Sly gives it uh, two thumbs up. So... Uh, If you see it out there for ten bucks, hey, what the heck? No big deal. So, um, with that, let's go to the form post of the week, and this is another interesting one. Um, Jason, you want to give this one? uh, Want to read this one out for us? Uh,
0: Sure. This is by uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Exilix, I think.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: And it's question about the force as a religion Uh, in Episode Four. I recall the officer who tirades on Darth Vader and then gets a little force choke for his arrogance and is saved by Tarkin. That guy seems to think that the Force is some sort of, sort of hokey religion. It is as though the time between the Clone Wars and Episode four, the lack of Jedi zipping around astounding everyone with their talents, may have caused the memory of their Force powers to fade. My question is, was there enough time in the timeline for middle-aged military officers in the Imperial Navy To have forgotten about the Force? Darth Vader and Palpatine probably don't show off much and all the Jedi are dead or in hiding. I watched episode 4 again recently and thought that this officer's denial of the Force was a bit out of line with the timeline. Certainly he must remember the Jedi Generals of the Clone Wars. Wasn't it only 20 years earlier based on the age of Leia and Luke? Should I just chalk this up to something that needs retcon or is there already a retcon for this? Just curious.
1: So this is a cool thing here he talks about uh, the force and uh, and some questions that uh, were raised in episode 4 and and his main question in here is was there enough time in the timeline for these officers to have forgotten about the Jedi or the force and and there probably was I mean from episode 3 to 4 is oh man my timelines I, I don't want maybe you guys can help me out what is it 20
0: like to 20 30 Michael. years it's like nineteen or twenty years. 20, that's what I
1: thought, twenty, yeah. Okay. Now I think it is. I mean twenty years, that's a long time. I mean yeah. for now that'd be back in the nineties. So wow. I think it is enough time, <laughs> you know, to, to to forget about something and and I, I would think that the force is it is sort of a type of a religion. I mean, they all have a strict code they abide by. They wear certain certain clothes. They're not allowed to, well, most of them aren't allowed to have any, yeah, you know, we all know what Jedi have to do to, 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 to be in this sort of religion, quote, unquote. So it is sort of religion. And, and these guys, and he's talking about Vader uh, when he's in the, the room with uh, uh, Tarkin, and I can't remember which one.
0: Uh, I think it's kind of, uh, uh, Madi. Is that kind of calls
1: out Vader and says, hey, you know, that hokey religion, you know doesn't isn't doing much for us now so obviously this guy hasn't been around jedi you know pretty much three to four the jedi pretty much that's the purge you know that's where we get the jedi are wiped out so it it makes sense that these guys would kind of think of the force and well basically the force as kind of a i like a religion that has died out that they don't use it anymore and basically vader proves them wrong hey you know and he, Vader has like, one of the greatest lines ever, you know, uh, as far as, as the Force going. Hey, uh, what is it?
4: I uh, find your lack of faith disturbing. Well, he says
1: that, and, and the fact that, you know. Uh, oh, God.
4: that's destroy
1: a oh, star system. Or...
4: Yeah.
0: yeah the yeah, technological it's, it, terror you've constructed is you nothing compared to the power of the Force, I think. Yeah, it it's, it's
1: basically that. And I always forget that line. It's like one of my favorite line. Yeah. I keep forgetting it. But that basically breaks it down right there, you know. All this crap that we do around here with this Death Star and everything—it really doesn't make it doesn't really make a difference to the force, you know. The force is what's going on here. It is all powerful. You got Palpatine, who's the the main man. So, to answer this question, I, I think there was enough time for for uh, these officers to kind of forget about what was going on, you know, as far as the force.
0: Yeah. So. And also, um, I would think that Palpatine would not want to have any mention of the jedi or the force um now that he's in control i would think that he would completely suppress that and uh sort of i guess i would i i, I posted on this uh, this topic and i think i said something to the effect of well I, he's probably got some sort of a jedi brainwashing in the academy where they're supposed to learn certain things about the jedi that may not necessarily be true mm-hmm. he's probably also got you know Rumors, whether true or untrue, floating around the Empire about a Jedi or whatever, uh-huh. just to sort of throw people off of what they really could do and to avoid any kind of hope uh, springing back up about yeah. the Jedi returning. So yeah,
1: good point. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, J. C. You got any, any thoughts on this? I mean, do you think there was enough time for, well, for these guys to to forget about the Force?
4: One of the uh, people who's sitting in the room during this conversation is Admiral Yularen. Yularen, that's who it is, yeah, yeah. Like, he's sitting there, he's got a white vest on. Like, he's he knew Anakin. Like, he saw the crazy stuff going on. So it's Yeah, like,
2: yeah.
4: I feel that, like, in some of the books, they talk about the moths and how they're always jockeying for position in favor with, you know, Tarkin or Palpatine. Right. So I feel that, like, maybe he was just doing a jab vader to try to you know goad him into some sort of reaction and obviously he got it so yeah definitely, definitely it just didn't pan out the way so he thought it would the, yeah the, the, the politics of the moths always plotting and scheming and trying to you know like show favor and or gain favor with tarkin and right, uh, right yeah. so he didn't work to his favor but
1: yeah yeah and it, maybe because tarkin he I, my thing was with this one scene was, um, as far as Darth Vader and Tarkin, Tarkin asks, well, he doesn't really ask. He says, Vader, release him. And I always had a problem with that because I'm like, you know, does Vader, does he have to answer to Tarkin? I mean, I thought it was just Vader and the Emperor. And to hear Tarkin say, Vader, release him, Vader's like, as you wish. And some people say, no, that's Tarkin giving him an order. I'm, like, I'm My point is, well, that could be, but it could be that Vader's like, you know, that's fine. I'll do it. You know, not like you're going to tell me what to do, but all right. I just had to show this dude that I had to basically check him. You know, I got to put yeah. him in check because this guy's getting a little too, like you said, JC, these mobs are getting a little too big for their britches. And uh, they're thinking their little Death Star there is the end all be all. And uh, <laughs> obviously, they find out later on it's not. But uh, but uh, good post there by Exilix. Uh, interesting. And I don't think there is any need for a retcon. Uh, no, no. I think I think it's you know done fairly well. Uh, there really isn't any need for that, but uh, but a good post though, good interesting topic uh, on that. So
2: yeah.
0: Um,
1: anything else you guys want to add about that before we be uh, jump to that preview? I think. Uh, no, I'm good. I cool. Did. Cool. Yeah. Um. Now we got a pre. I don't have an actual written. Uh, preview uh, all I can find was that the next episode is going to be Evil Plans does that sound right to you guys did you guys hear about this the, the title for the next episode
0: Evil Plans yeah I think what's
2: that
1: I didn't hear what you said Jason oh, I, oh, I lost you for a
0: second
1: there. you guys still there Hello? Can you hear me now? There you are. You're back. You're back. Jason, are you back? I don't
4: know
2: where
1: you went. Oh, I lost Jason. Let me get him back here real quick. Jason, you back? I'm here. There he is. Okay, you're back. I don't know what
0: happened there. No,
1: it, it, it kind of it dropped for a second there, but I'll just edit that, edit that part out. So we'll start over again. Um, so the next uh, episode coming up, it's entitled Evil Plans, and I do not have a description, but I do have a quick audio clip, so let's take a listen to that. new episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Cad Bane is looking for some answers. Long as the time ends. and he's gonna yeah. get them out of 3PO one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, 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 wait, he thinks 3PO has the answers? What the plans for a Senate I don't know what you're talking about. Is this his first day? Oh, no. Don't miss an all new episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars.
2: Secrets revealed
1: in two weeks.
2: This is a nightmare. Only
1: on Cartoon Network. All right, guys. Now, I, for one, am so excited because. Cad Bane is coming back.
0: Yep. Awesome. My favorite character
1: of the Clone Wars. Here we go. Yes, finally. No, but I am excited to see that Cad Bane's coming back. And like you guys talked about earlier, it looks like he is going to be going after... Um, is it Zero or, or Sing?
0: I think it's Zero. Zero. That's he's going my to break guess. Zero out, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I think this is like right before a hostage crisis and that he's trying to get the plans in order to rescue Zero that's okay. my guess uh, okay. yeah,
4: like so they can take the hostages you know find out the layout and make his plans
1: right okay got it got it excellent so yeah that's uh that's the uh, the title like I said is evil plan so look for that it looks like we got a break here guys a uh, couple weeks break and I'm not exactly sure when this episode is is supposed to air I'm guessing uh, maybe the before. Is it? The, it's got to be either the fifth or the twelfth if they said two weeks.
0: I I think they're just probably the
1: twelfth. I yeah, think they're, the they're just skipping week
0: and, uh, Halloween week. Yeah, because they oh, do like goosebumps and whatever on. Oh, they're
1: skipping Halloween.
0: Okay, yeah, the okay. Halloween stuff.
1: Okay, so yeah. this will probably coming out the fifth of November then. Okay, I think so. Yeah, you know what's crazy is they're kind of they're uh, way ahead of schedule as far as last year um we're already at our what seventh episode and we're just now and we're sort of at the end of october and last year we didn't even start until october you know the middle of october so um i wonder <laughs> if we're going to get some really big break coming up yeah hopefully it's not a huge break i know we'll get our normal
2: christmas, break. christmas
1: breaks and maybe right. thanksgiving break who knows uh new year's break so But uh, they're rolling right along. We're well over a quarter of the way through this season so far. But I'm very excited to see Cad Bane coming back. So uh, with that, I think that's going to do it for us, guys. I have to thank you both for coming on, taking filling filling in for Mike, uh, jumping on here sort of at the last minute. I kind of just called you guys and said, hey, let's do it. Here's how we go. Let's go. So uh, you guys did awesome, excellent job, some good insight. And i really appreciate you guys uh, spending some time with me this evening. Um, you guys want to – any shout-outs you guys want to make, uh, Jason or JC, anything you got going on you want to mention or any shout-outs
0: you want to give to some friends or anything?
4: You want to say something, Jason?
0: Um, no, I'm, I'm pretty good. I, He's it good. It was, just a, I, I was <laughs> a lot of fun, though. It was a lot of fun to, to be able to do this. So right. well, I really wanted to – I was really looking forward to doing this and uh better than i expected so thank you guys for that uh definitely thank you for the opportunity yeah definitely
1: yeah you know and it, it's uh you know you got your feet
0: wet first time's
1: over with now from hand on out it's just gravy man we'll have you on and it's, we'll just we'll just have fun talking
4: star wars so uh it's awesome. good to have you on though jc anything you want to mention anything you got going uh, on once again i have to Thank you for letting me come on. This is my third time on, and I think I've got the flow down. He's got the flow, folks. I've got the flow. I got the <laughs> like, I'm yeah. prepared. Yeah. You know. So, um, I want to give a shout out to Bible First Union Garrison. Uh, All right. Represent there. We've got our big Halloween parade coming up this weekend, which is our big event. Uh-huh. We actually turned down trooping a Patriots game so we could have our big. Halloween Parade event, which is, that's kind of a big deal. We turned down the NFL. That's a big deal right there. Yeah. So, and I also want to shout out to one of my actual listeners is uh, John, one of the NH Mandos. He was down at Celebrations, and he actually left his booth uh, from Anthony Daniels to come out to talk to me and Mike. You know, he wanted to meet Mike. Oh, nice. Yeah, he was hanging out doing the cat, the... The crew stuff with Anthony Daniels, and he came over and talked to Mike. Oh, that's he's like, you're awesome! Hanging out with T 3 po and you're coming to talk to us? <laughs> really? <laughs> this is yeah.
1: wow! Good deal, good deal. That's yeah. funny. Uh, good
4: time. Congratulations to Mike. That's why I gotta say that. So, uh, yeah. Oh, yes. You know, thank yeah. you so much for having me on. Yeah, Mike yeah. Has
0: taken his, Mike has took, taken his first step into a larger and, world. Yes, he
1: has, and and he's out there, and he's actually in. In my state right now, he's in uh, L.A., and I think he's coming back tomorrow as of this recording. So uh, he'll be taking his his trip back to the Great White North here tomorrow, and uh, we'll get some information. We'll probably talk with him next podcast about how everything went and get him back into the flow of the Clone Wars. So I'm sure he's excited to get back, back with us here uh, in a few weeks. So. That's going to do it for us, uh, folks. Uh, thanks for listening. Don't forget to check us out at www.clonewarspodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, username Clone Wars, and uh, join us over on Facebook too. Uh, if you got any comments or, or questions or anything you want to say, head on over to Facebook, join the group, and post in there as much as you like. Um, we'd like to hear. Don't forget to email us, Mike or Matt at Clone Wars Podcast dot com with any questions or comments or anything you've gotten uh new vehicles toys books uh anything about the shows movies whatever it is we love to to get it and we try to respond to at least i respond to every email i get so i'd love to hear from you guys so uh and don't forget daily forums dot com and i know jason you're a big contributor over there as, as kyle is and uh we got a nice little group going, and hopefully we'll just continue to uh, to grow that community over there and, and have fun talking some Star Wars. So uh, head on over there and sign up for that, too. So that's going to do it for us, though. Uh, for Jason and JC, this is Matt and signing off, and we will see you next. Uh, actually, we'll see you in a couple of weeks at the front, uh, Frontline's Clone Wars podcast. So take care, everybody, and we'll see you next time.
0: Well, another close to another wonderful show. Obi-Wan Kenobi here saying thank you for listening to Frontline's The Clone Wars podcast, brought to you, of course, by StarWarsDaily.com. Force is strong with you all, and it will be with you Always. back.